Well, rapper Kanye West has faced consequences after posting a series of anti-Semitic tweets on social media. Yeah, let's get some more now. Our entertainment editor, Peter Ford, is with us. Hiya, Pete. Um, this is really serious. It is serious, but at the same time, it's very confusing because you don't really know what is a, as a result of the mental health issues that Kanye has, what is just simply attention-seeking, what is somebody who's in meltdown who's not taking their meds. So what's happened over the weekend? Firstly, he was locked out of his Instagram account, and that was because of what was considered to be anti-Semitic tweets. Then he kind of revved up his Twitter account, which he's not used for two years, but he got that going again. And within hours, suddenly that was closed down again because of an anti-Semitic tweet, one in particular, which was a very threatening message towards the Jewish community. And people picked up on that and said that is not acceptable. And Twitter, to their credit, closed him down again. Now, he probably will get back on again. They do tend to just kind of put this ban on you for a week or so. But what we are seeing, and I said this last week, I said we are seeing some particularly peculiar behaviour. And and even friends of his, like Justin and Hayley Bieber, have now distanced himself from him. He did make a reference to Hayley Bieber as having a nose job. Apparently she's never had a nose job. Even if she had, is that an appropriate thing to say? So you don't know where this will go. Uh, he gave an interview the other day to Tucker Carlson on, 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 on telly, and he was very good. I mean, he is odd and he is eccentric, but he spoke about things in a very reasoned fashion. But we're not seeing that on his social Social media and very often social media is not a good place for people with mental health issues that are not under control for them to be playing in. Mm. Um, Pete, uh, Olivia Newton-John's annual walk for wellness took place over the weekend. And it was a massive success. Mm. Uh, it was just fantastic and it had that extra oomph for this year. For sad reasons, of course, but also people were determined to make it the best ever. It was record-breaking. Huge crowds turned out yesterday at the actual event, but of course people were doing it in a similar fashion in their own part of the world, right around the world. And Toddy Goldsmith, uh, Olivia's niece, has just been fantastic the way she's sort of stepped up and, and taken the place of promoting it leading up to yesterday. And indeed, over the weekend, Chloe, her daughter, went public as well and once again said, please support this. This was mum's dream and I will definitely be with you there next year. And I might add also, John Easterling, Olivia's magnificent husband, he publicly handed over $300,000 from Olivia's estate to go to that and personally said, I will match the first three people who offer $100,000, I will match that $100,000 donation. So all round a great success, which now means we can ask the question, What's happened to the state memorial? I mean, two months down the track since Olivia passed and a lot of people wanted this to happen and have been mm. kind of looking forward to it as a way to vent and to celebrate her life. Well, I can tell you there probably will be an announcement this week. There's been some, dis not dis dispute, discussions between the family and the people here organising it as to getting on the same page and what to do. Now, I'm told the event will be held in early December. It'll be held at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Melbourne. People might say, why there? Well, that was one of Olivia's favourite places. She used to go there with her mum. In fact, there is a park bench in the gardens there dedicated to her mum. And she used to live in Jollymont, not far, and they used to go there all the time. Every time Olivia was in Melbourne, she'd go to the Royal Botanic Gardens. Now, this event will involve the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Don't 
think it's going to be a big all-star extravaganza like, say, we saw with Shane Warne earlier in the year. That's not what it's going to be. It's going to be much more serene, elegant, laid-back, a time for reflection, and that will be announced, I think, later this week. All right, we'll look forward to hearing more about that, Pete. Now, meanwhile, back to the future fans have woken up to something exciting this morning, albeit woken up in 1927, but uh, something yeah. exciting nonetheless. Yeah, so this is quite special. This took place at a comic con convention in New York, 37 years down the track since Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd got back together. Now, I'll show you this vision. Part of you will feel sad. Of course you will. Uh, but at the same time, feel inspired because it's over 30 years since Michael J. Fox wow. went public with his diagnosis. And he's still out there. He's still getting on with it. It's not over till it's over. Here's this reunion between Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. So how's that for bravery? And it's great to know he's out there and can still feel the love from his fans right around the world. And I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Yeah, he did, absolutely. Wow. And I want to show you something else in a similar vein, actually. Mm. Over the weekend, Sharon Osbourne had a birthday party for herself. And this beautiful moment was created because we know that, of course, Ozzy's got his health issues. But she got onto the dance floor with Ozzy, took away his walking stick. I think he hands it over, uh, Sharon hands it over to Kelly, you can see there on the stage. And they did this magnificent dance together. And Sharon said, I want to share this special moment with you all. So the best birthday present that Sharon Osbourne could have had was to have that dance with Ozzy for her birthday. Oh, that's lovely. Gorgeous. Yeah. Pete, one of uh, Broadway's biggest musicals is coming back to Australia. It's coming back. Yep, wicked. 20 years down the track, because we've had it a couple of times on return visits. One of those musicals that people will go to two and three times. Two and three times is not unusual. It's actually quite possible to find people that have gone to see it 20 times. And it really resonates particularly with female audiences. They take their daughters, they take their mothers. It's a huge show for repeat business. So it's opening in August of next year at the Lyric in Sydney. That will be its first stop and then no doubt will be going right around Australia. So great news for Wicked fans. Bearing in mind, of course, the movie is already in rehearsal, but that will, won't be coming out until after the live show reopens. All right, it's a beauty for sure. Thank you, Pete. We'll talk to you again soon.